Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 31st of December, 2017. There you go, eh? I mean, it's another year gone by, just like that. And what's amazing too is that just when you think you've heard all the lies you can possibly hear by governments, they come out with bigger and bigger whoppers all the time. We do live in an age, don't we, where you have to deny your own perceptions, even your sense of cold and things like that, when governments are telling you it's been the hottest year in centuries, probably. All because, of course, that this up-and-coming year is when a lot of countries are slapping on all the carbon taxes. Extra carbon taxes all have hidden ones already. Because... Remember, all the talks I've given throughout many, many years on eugenics programs and the histories of the big players who run the world, basically. And they run all these charitable institutions on World Wildlife Fund and Prince Charles and Prince Philip and all these characters, too. Because from their own talks, especially Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, you see that they're quite open about it, their big meetings. It's all about depopulation. And the more land they can take away from the people, in fact, especially the farming land, they can certainly induce uh, tough times down the road. And remember, too, that's why all this supposed global greenhouse gases and, and methane, things like that, all the bad things that they tell you are out there, and the CO2 that you're breathing out, is going to kill everything on the planet, they claim, even though plants need it all to survive. That's got nothing to do, reality's got nothing to do with the agenda. Remember, the agenda was to be taught as a religion, and in a religion, it's a matter of faith and belief, and facts don't matter. That's what religion is, basically. And that's what Gorbachev said years ago, and I read from his own book a long time ago, when he said, that he said, I, when he was still member head of the Soviet communist system, he said, I am an atheist, he said, but we must bring about a world form, a world type of socialism. And he said, we must also create a form of earth worship, a green religion, and it'll be taught to all the children in schools. Well, a lot of children have been taught that for years and years now. They're, they're young adults, and they believe in it all. You can always prepare the mind for whatever indoctrination comes afterwards. Jack Zilal said the same thing. Without that initial indoctrination at a very early age, when you first go to school, that the subsequent indoctrination won't take. Everything is worked scientifically, but as I say, reality has got nothing to do with it. You watch them spraying the skies for years in Canada, here in Ontario, in McBram, it's been obvious from the first day of the massive onslaught in 1998 onwards, pretty well daily. And NASA, of course, has been coming out with their global dimming figures every year now. That There's less and less light coming through because of other particulates in the air, which are spraying upon us. And then we have severe winters, which they can then blame on us too, because we were responsible. Anthropogenic global warming is also the problem for global cooling. In other words, you can't, they can't win here. They win all the time, but you can't. And so you must believe it's all your fault. 
and you must act. Just like Orwell, when he's being, when, he, when Winston's being tortured in 1984, he's really trying to please eventually O'Brien, his torturer, who's saying, "How many fingers am I holding up?" And eventually, when his teeth are falling out and his hair's all falling out and he's a terrible mess, and he's tortured almost to death. Winston says, uh, him, says I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to see how many you want me to see. I'm trying, he says. And then he gets shocked again by O'Brien, electric shocks. He says, it's not good enough. It's not good enough that you say what I want you to say. He says, you've got to believe it. So you ha- we're living in an age where you have to believe nonsense, insane Mandated nonsense Because you are living with the techniques That were perfected Under the communist socialist system Which also brought forth, by the way Psychology and psychiatry And behaviorism That was all part of it Even the early proponents And founders of behaviorism Said that the ultimate goal of it Was for human control Control over humans Behaviorism and Freud said similar things too. These people were actually revolutionaries and part of a world revolutionary movement, for those who didn't know it. And the big boys at the top, for those who think that somehow the communists were all peasant people and pitchforks and uh, very uncouth type, uh, illiterate type of characters, nothing's further from the truth because those that, that led communism were trained in the best uh, universities in the world. Still are, by the way. And they're multi-millionaires and billionaires, some of them. And you're in the next step of the post-old Soviet system. It's a world type of system where it's more advanced than the next step, where the top owners of all the the producers, basically, of all the things that you consume, uh, now have the right to work in governance. They're unelected, but they have formed all their committees and so on to rule over the whole planet and to decide the fate of everybody and everything on the planet. That's where we are today. And when you go back into, as I say, the big foundations and the Royal Institute for International Affairs, CFR, and all the, the hosts, and the IMF, and the World Bank, and all the rest of it, yada, 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 it's all one system working together, all branching off the one out of the one egg, basically. Working awfully well. And the... They can't just ask for volunteers, I've said many times before, to, to kill themselves. It's not because you're destroying the world. It's because they, they don't want you all around anymore. They really don't want you around anymore. The biggest snobs you'll ever meet on the planet are the world international socialists, the ones who rule it all. They're incredible snobs. And the class consciousness is just incredible with them. And from the earliest days of even the Fabian Society and the George Bernard Shaws and so on, they, and H.G. Wells, who worked for it too, they were quite blatant about the fact that the working people, so much of their problem was, was simply there's just too many of them. That's never changed. The only reason they didn't have the massive, fast, Bolshevik revolution-type system in Britain, for instance, was and parts of Europe too, other parts of Europe, was because basically of the system that had at least an idea of basic rights. 
least the idea of it. And they also had a tradition of religion, which at least had taught them enough to be wary of that which they saw as evil. And they could fight against a system that tried to take them over. So it didn't take us over. They tried in Britain. There was a, almost a revolution. And you can see old photographs and books of Winston Churchill and his top hat and a few others being sent down with police with shotguns around, I think, the docks in London area. When these communists that had come in from outside the country had holed themselves up and they were trying to start the revolution from there. Old stuff, but uh, of course revolutionaries don't die and they don't give up either because it's been an internal world revolution. And eugenics, according to Bernard Shaw, is a big, big part of it. Those who would not adapt and couldn't adapt into the new system of understanding mechanics and sciences and so on would have to die off like an obsolete tool of humanity. And he had, he had Man and Superman, different things he wrote too, giving you all the clues about that as well. So for those who think that socialism really, and I understand it, I understand it. Uh, people are taught, or they really think, under the cover, the guise of socialism, that it's for the working people. Nothing, nothing is further from the truth. Nothing. And for those who think that somehow too international socialism is, is, is the way to go, even if it destroys your own countries and nations and everything else, well, tough luck for you because it's, this is a plan for destruction in order for another group to dominate the whole planet. Always was. It always was that. Always. Some are very brazen about it and so on. So as I say, we're, we're living in, an, in an, a, a, a time of mass, not just deception, but we're living in a time of very dangerous, dangerous government proposals and so on to shut people up. Other folk have mentioned, some even socialists have mentioned that in the past, like Christopher Hitchens, and he was Trotskyist type, at the very least. And he had talked about the biggest danger of freedom of speech and where it was coming from. He knew, because he was in that, that group. And we are, we are certainly uh, seeing it today when very well-organized groups, they're all connected, by the way, and the followers never understand it, but followers never understand much at all anyway. And they're all the gung-ho armies, basically, that are whipped up to, to protest this or shout down this other person or whoever it happens to be because they don't like what they're saying. Just like Christopher Hitchens' brother, who's alive, still alive, Peter Hitchens, has talked about uh, being almost waylaid at universities by these student protests that know he's coming and they don't want him to speak. Uh, that's not free speech. Of course it isn't. You're being shut up in so many different areas from your, for your opinions. And if you, they're using all the same techniques to use for other areas and it's worked in other areas. So they're now using it on you. You're now a climate denier if you don't believe and the religion mantra that you're supposed to believe in, and along with the mantra, you're supposed to believe in a lot of other things too. And we've been through all that before, where you've been told by our governments, for goodness sake, that you, it's not a matter of humoring people anymore who think they're Napoleon or something else. You better pretend like Winston in, in George Orwell's 1984. You better, you, you better pretend anymore. You better start believing it or else. 
Because just saying it isn't going to be good enough. That's where you are with all this. Very dangerous times. And it's scheduled to get a lot worse. Because it's, you, you wouldn't believe how many psychiatrists and psychologists and behaviorists and neuroscientists are all working in all government departments and all the way up to the United Nations to change and alter and create a culture that believes everything they're told. And that's what your school system is there for too. Plus to create the radical groups to further indoctrinate the next push of insanity. And that's what it is, is insanity. That's what it is. Of course it is. It's all insanity. But it's a great way to shut you up. It's to end free speech. And as always, liberalism is showing its true face because it was never liberalism at all. It was always the party of intolerance. Always. Always. I think Khrushchev said the same thing when he came over to America for a visit. When he was asked about the Communist Party in America, he says, well, he says, we don't, he meant Canada too. He said, well, he says, North America, we don't, we don't really call it communists over in that country. He says, we, we call them liberals. Same thing though, he said. So don't, don't ever, I don't anyway, fall for this party nonsense. Utter trite rubbish. Where a small group, on either side, they're often in bed with each other, especially especially hard with their investments and so on, uh, then uh, ruling over the masses, pretending to fight it out. They're all on board with the same agendas. Always have been. And they do what they're told by their masters. Their masters. The real masters don't run for politics. They don't have to. They put their front people in instead. But we've never seen a time of such deception. Now, I'm not some kind of naive guy who is just waking up to the fact that the world is not all Disney-esque and, and, and nicey-nicey. And bad folk are always found out and shouted down because they're bad, bad, bad. But we really are seeing it today as the culture of today has. This, see, we're at a stage now where all the old systems that kept us at least functioning, and kept us civilized among, with each other, have been tossed out the window by the same group that gave you the dialectical materialism. Because the same materialist gave you the capitalism and everything else, all the isms. And they've tossed out the other thing, which is religion, the one antidote, doesn't matter what it was, but the antidote to the fact of their system you see, with the pretended sciences, because I always use pretended sci- they called Marxism a science and who knows me, thousands and thousands maybe millions of students in Russia and the Soviet system, the bloc countries all had to sit their, their tests in universities colleges and universities and write stuff on this, uh, this, this science this science and just like today when they, when they were using the techniques uh, in, in their great open society, if you complained about the system, then you were automatically labelled insane. No trial, you see. If, 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 it's, if you don't get into court, then there's no trial, then there's no reporters. It's beautiful, isn't it? All countries use that technique, by the way. And they label you insane. But that's what they did in the Soviet system, and and if, they couldn't be, if you couldn't be persuaded to come round and start praising the system and the system of governance that ruled it, 
then you were you were labelled as uh, with uh, inflexibility of opinion, which is basically a uh, 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 disorder, and you were put in an asylum and drugged. But don't think as I say that that just happens in countries like like the, like the Soviet system we used to be in. You, you're you're dealing here with with a system. And it's on steroids now because it's more perfected than ever before. And with the World Wide Web and the massive surveillance of every single person 24 hours a day, then you understand that it's a terrible, scary time to be in. Most folk adapt into it without even thinking about it. They think it's wonderful. These are the same people who will get the light dimmers with a clap of the hand or yeah, eventually, if they, they give you a chip in the brain so you can think about putting the light off and it'll just go off, they'll, they'll go and get it. I think it's just wonderful. And that's how you give away your freedoms bit by bit by bit through this nonsense called convenience. Until you're in a form, what they now call a form of socialism, where you won't have to make decisions for yourself. The state are making them for you. That's what Charles Galton Darwin said would happen. That's also what Brzezinski talked about, too. But it's also, it goes way back to the old Weishaupt idea of managing people who would join your organizations, give them a few carrots and mysteries, and in they come. And then you get them to confess all their little sins. You always give them a mentor. And that, then that shows his blackmail against them. Should they ever cross you down the road? But with the proper indoctrination, they don't never cross you anyway. They'll quietly do whatever they, you ask them to do. But the technique was to make them do things and build up a system thinking that the, 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 the reasons for it that were given to them were the true reasons, but that, that was wrong. There'd be other reasons. And, and, and in fact, the outcome of all their work would be for a completely different idea and cause altogether. It was for total control of society by a few that's never changed. And that technique was picked up massively by the communist system too. They understood it. That's why the communist system is for one group. We're fascinated and really studied the techniques of getting people to do your bidding without them actually understanding that they were being coerced in a sense very carefully to do so. Make them think it's all their own choices. Quite interesting, isn't it? And it's a different story altogether from what I was going to talk about tonight. But part of it, as I say, was, is the fact that we're being taught that whatever science tells you must be true. And I've said many times that there's nothing in the system of humanity that is not politicized. Science is anything but some sincere, honest truth, as it always pushes itself to be, actually. What a great con that is, too, isn't it? We're really here to, to just get to the basic truth of things. No, they're not. They'll, they'll do whatever is, is done. People do, doesn't matter what they, what they work at, uh, for money. And the more money they get promised in positions and elevations and the professions and so on, the more they'll lie if they're told to lie. They all know. They're not being told, you go out and lie about this, although some have done that with previous exposures. You've known by, I think it was East Anglia and so on, in their emails a few years ago, where they actually lied about the different uh, statistics about global warming and all that stuff, nonsense. Anyway... 
these people who, who before all the start, this, this con was picked on of global warming and so on, then they changed the climate change, and before that too was the coming ice age, they tried it all, and you can't lose when you try it all, right? Then the goal was always, for their masters that is, control of the planet, depopulation, and that's where they're going to go with all of this too. When you're taking away the areas for growing foodstuffs for the people, when you're getting them to take, get off uh, high-protein and good-protein diets, and you're, you're also cutting back on their abilities and their choices uh, and sources of heating themselves in the colder countries like Canada here, you're setting up a catastrophe. And don't think that they're just stupid and silly about it. They know at the top what they're bringing in. And out of all the crisis, they have more control over you as a crisis hits. That's what it's all about, too. Step by step by step. Plus, the big boys at the top, just like the Weishaupt group too, love to enrich themselves as they make you give up more and more and more of your rights, freedoms, land, property, food, or whatever else that happens to be, or even your mind for that matter. Because if you have no mind at all, if it's all indoctrination, then you're a robot, you're not a human being anymore. When you can't think for yourself, when you can't say, my goodness, uh, 40 below, Fahrenheit and centigrade is rather chilly. Uh, you are being told uh, by misreporting of the temperatures, which they actually do, and I've, I've gone through, I think, a couple of years ago. Uh, I still do it today, though. I keep tabs on uh, the daily forecasts, which they give in advance, by the way. And they don't change it even when, when 20 degrees separates it, a 20-degree plummet. They still, they still pretend that it didn't happen. This is your, this is your mainstream and your official organizations because they're all getting paid off. Do you really think people, you, do, you, really do, you really do think, and most folk do, they really do think that no, no big profession or group could all be in on the big lie. Oh yes, they can. Oh yes, they can. As I say, look at the entire Soviet system, the bloc countries. It was a religion, and everybody had to prattle it, whether it was right, wrong, or nonsense. It didn't make any difference. And they would recite all their little little quotes and so on religiously, or else. And they would pick in some poor sap who just had enough or got bored, depressed, or whatever it was, and they would have them, you know, go through a fake trial and shot at dawn, sort of thing. That's what happens. Because the system we live in is full of cons. It's all conology. And conology has the best friend of all, the pretended sciences. You could do years of exposing all the documents and documentaries have been put out over the years. Of, say, even one, one area, say, pharmacology. I've read them myself, some of them sometimes, on air. And... They would, they would have hired, again, experts and professors and, and so to give you all this non write-ups about, about uh, drugs which, which were lethal to people. They give them wonderful write-ups and take money for it. And, and, and they would come on TV with their faces hidden and talk about it quite blatantly because they're psychopaths. And they have no problem with, with lying about everything today. Everything's deception, from Bernays and his techniques of deception, and used people's own natural instincts against them. Again, that's, that's all from Weishaupt all that time ago. 
Why salt was it? Well, first of all, it used the, the natural dries, sexual dries and everything against the people themselves. For those who didn't know it, the old Masonic lodges used to have, have um, brothels attached to them. It wasn't just the Hellfire Club. Always get the passions, lose control of the passions, and then you lose your reason and your logic. Then, you, and then you're under someone else's control. That's how it's done. Look at today. And as you're under all that nonsense and control, then they come out with all the religion, the new religions, where you can see what's obviously in front of you, but you better give the fake identification or you're in trouble. Dangerous times. When you're told and ordered to be insane. To be insane, that's the only word for it. At one time, you have jokes in the newspapers, for instance, about people, the old one was Napoleon. Little cartoons in newspapers, things like that. And everybody would know that this person has a problem. And if you were a decent human being, you, you would humor them. But now you're not allowed to even humor them. Now you better, like Winston, start, you better believe the amount of fingers is hold, that Brian's holding up is whatever Brian says it is, not what you see. But you better believe it. Dangerous times. And it's not going to stop now. As I say, there's nothing more, more ruthless, ruthless to, to the bitter end of totalitarian techniques than, than, we're, than we're seeing re-emerge today, where they're using the internet to literally be the new judge and jury and executioner of nonsense, just simple accusations on different, different people across the whole planet. The whole planet. And folk are going along, they fall into it because it's emotion, you see. They fall into it. It's meant to, to trap, trap them. Well, I think so-and-so should get blah, 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 you know. Well, th- th- wait a minute here. This is not a court of law we're talking about. Where facts have to be proven. You don't need any facts at all. And uh, one day, when you're seeing it now, you just say something and bang, you know. And again, you're getting social approval and disapproval that... that that Russell and, and many others that gave you this system, who worked on this system, you're now into, and they've got more to come from the same characters. Uh, he said that, well, well, social approval and disapproval. That's how they would train the mob to turn on thinkers and individuals. And if you cave in and comply, like Winston, then you get to the spreading chestnut tree pub eventually with, with no brain at all, just babbling. If you give in, then you get approval. But if you hold fast to sanity and logic and your sensibilities and the facts, they're going to be merciless. Absolutely. That's very dangerous. Dangerous times. Thought up by <laughs> bright people who are trained in control and how to gain control and to use natural instincts against the people. Fantastic, isn't it? And I've read articles too about all the different foundations and all the different charitable institutions, the big ones to do with animals and preservation and so on. Incredible articles have been written in the past about the, the exposing them and the ones who rule them and, and the talk, especially, for, especially from Britain. We see the Duke of Edinburgh, the, the Queen's husband, Prince, Prince Philip. It's been so open about depopulating the peasant class, basically. And occasionally been, he's been chided for it, but, but nothing too serious doesn't bother him. Why should he? He's untouchable. But don't forget that all these big institutions 
have as their, their head different pe- members of the royal family who most certainly have never represented the average peasant of Britain. <laughs> but they're very vocal about what has to be done. Now, remember, too, that the Club of Rome was given, the big think tank was given the the, the task of finding out some, a way so that the big boys could get their way over the general public, total control. You must have a, a serious uh, scenario uh, given, and they dreamed up global warming, famine, pestilence, drought, and, and the like, the old, the old plague type of stuff, that would do it, that would fit the bill, so that man would be the enemy, and that's what they're calling it, anthropogenic global warming. Dreamed up by a think tank that published that very thing I've just said. So it's, it's not speculation on my part. And this is where we're going with it all. Do you understand, this is the new religion, and under the, under the guise of saving the world, they're going to go the whole way, with deciding who lives, dies. They already are now. They're, they're going the, the, with, with the older people and so on. They've quite openly discussed, well, why keep them alive, even though it's no, it's no big, big deal or, or massive expense to keep them alive with, with minor illnesses. And so on. But now they want to get rid of them quite openly. They come out with it more and more openly. And you're going to see it escalate. You start with the children, you bore them. We've already had... Some, you should look into yourselves, and I know way more about it than I say, but they have some surgeons and abortionists even talking about aborting them up to the, uh, even, even after they're born, up to the age of three. And official journals, medical journals. Things like that. These characters are serious about it. And we better get through our heads. These people mean business. And they will use all techniques, and I think they're already using many of the techniques of depopulation right now. The Western world is going sterile, you, you know that too. Too many articles out there over many years, I've read myself, to deny them. A booming business now is fertility clinics. And it's no big deal, as I say. When it's no big deal, then the farmers at the top obviously know what's causing it, and it's intentional, because the farmer's the last thing they want, and they would get to the bottom of it if it was not... Uh, a plan put out by themselves. They'd get to, the farmer always finds out what's wrong with their stock if he didn't plan it that way. <laughs> That's how it is. And Charles Fort said that too. We're being farmed. And we are. We're farmed up for warfare purposes in past years. And now they don't need you anymore with their high tech weaponry and so on. And that's how it goes. Anyway, sanity. Sanity is what is under attack from every possible direction right now. Until you're not supposed to eventually trust your own instincts, your judgments, your perceptions at all. In any area, you have to ask the experts first. What do the experts say about this, that, or the other? And that is, again, what Bertrand Russell said they would do. He says, we're training the people that not to do anything by themselves, but they will instantly obey experts. And so, even on the, their fake weather channels that were brought out by the Rothschilds and so on, they, they owned the first ones and... And I've got so much de- data on that. I could let you do just a month's show on that by itself. And how the, the people who often worked at these places admitted their job was to, to intensify the horror of this little rainfalls and turn it into floods in people's minds and things like that in order to get them to start being afraid of nature, afraid of the weather, and to actually believe all the nonsense that was going to get fed to them. And actually, so many have come out and said that they worked for these companies. But again, we live in a time when facts don't matter. When blood and gore will soon be taxing you and living even higher on the hog than they already are. 
that global warming, and as I say, years ago, and I gave the talks on it too, when they complained it was going to be the coming ice age, then they changed it all because nature wasn't cooperating. And so they came out with, uh, they paid off more scientists that really, that people who were into, into the climate and, and, uh, and forecasting, what really weren't, they, they, they were dying, a dime a dozen, there weren't that many of them because there was no work for them. Now they're like holy men. And they can stick their finger up in the air and give us all these predictions, dire predictions. If we don't obey them, the world is going to end. And you got to look at every weather program now with a, an umbrella. Oh, if you're going out today, get an umbrella. Are you really such a child who need that? Well, why are you being trained like a child your entire life long? It's for a purpose. Until you can't think without the advice of an expert. Now remember... Reading at the time, this was 2008 on the air, uh, that uh, Prince Charles came out with this dire prediction. Now, I remember, I gave a talk about it too. I said, this is a guy that back in the 80s, they said that Charles, that he'll be the prince without a cause. No purpose. They didn't even know if he'd ever take the throne. So they gave him different uh, functions, architecture, and, and then they helped him, um, well, let's put, put him out there as an advocate for nature, just like, he's, like, he, like, like Philip, you know. Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. Yeah, Prince Charles, this is 2008. 18 months, you go, 18 months to stop climate change disaster, he says. That's when they're really pushing then to get all these different things signed into law. So we give up all rights and freedoms and all the rest of it and start just dying off with starvation and, you know, get good clean energy that, that wouldn't keep you warm in the winter, that would all make you die. And that's actually happening in some countries already, by the way. Well, it's, it, was, it was meant to. Uh, anyway, he says, 18, 18 months unless urgent action is taken to save the rainforest, he says. He should come up here. When it rains up here in the forest, I'm t- does it ever rain? Poor, I'm telling Never mention that. How much forestry is in Canada? Mm-mm-mm. And if you don't cut the, the little laneways through the, the forest, I'm telling you. The next year, you, you just can't, you can't drive or walk, you know, walk through. It's, these saplings grew up like 12 feet tall in no time at all. All over the place. That's how fast nature recovers from anything. But they don't want you to think about that, for goodness sake. And one of his most outspoken interventions in the climate change debate, that was to be his big cause, you see. He said a £15 billion annual program was required to halt deforestation or the world would have to live with the dire consequences. We'll end up seeing more drought and starvation on a grand scale, he says. Weather patterns will become even more terrifying and there will be less and less rainfall, he said. This is all from the Club of Rome. We're asking for something pretty dreadful unless we really understand the issues now and the urgency of them. The rainforest, which provide the air conditioning system of the entire planet, releasing water vapor and absorbing carbon, were being lost to poor farmers desperate to make a living. He said that every year 20 million hectares of forest equivalent to the air of England, Wales and Scotland were destroyed and called for a gigantic partnership of governments, business and consumers to slow it down. So there's governments, businesses, the big corporations and consumers, so the whole population to slow it down. And they love to call it partnerships, partnerships. And it's now billions and billions and billions are thrown at all these different organizations now, eh? I tell you, it's quite, it's quite, he also says in an interview in Radio 4 Today program, the prince disclosed he'd raised his concerns with the White House, Vladimir Putin, 
the Russian Prime Minister and President Sarkozy of France, this is back then, he said he had pressed Barclays, that's Barclays Banks and so on, uh, Shell, the big oil companies, which the royalties brought his own to, Goldman Sachs and McDonald's to join his campaign. But he also said consumers had to play their part by choosing products that were environmentally sustainable and called for improvements in labelling. That's why he's could be a king one day, you see, that's, just, that's what it is. He denied, however, that he was interfering in the political process. All I'm ever trying to do is provide an enabling facility, he said. I think, personally, the fortunes that they have across the whole planet, if they would donate that to save it all, if they really believe in it that much, it would do an awful lot. He'd be remembered in history then, wouldn't he? But somehow I can't really see that happening. But that was back then, you see? And that's how things are meant to work out. And then you get this one here. 22nd of January 2017. Prince Charles said we must act to avoid potentially devastating consequences when it comes to climate change, as he warned that future generations will pay the biggest price if we don't. And he hopes his new Ladybird book on the topic, which will be out on Thursday, will help raise public awareness and act as a simple guide on, on our recovery, I guess it says here. But what they mean, and he's also saying that climate change deniers is that term they're all told to use. Then you feel guilty, oh, because you've heard that before, that denier. And combat what he sees as the biggest threat to the future of the planet. Hmm. Well, there you go. I'm sure his book was ghostwritten. Yeah. Prince Charles didn't do well at school. I think he went to Gordonstoun, and then, of course, he went to, I think it was, he had to move eventually, because he couldn't take it there. It was pretty rough. And then he went to Dollar Academy, I think it was. But he, he, he didn't blossom at all uh, in uh, the schooling department. And I kept trying to find things to make him, give him a purpose. And so he had him play the trumpet at one point and play something else. But then it would fade out after getting the greatest lessons from the so-and-so and so-and-so. But they, get, they gave him a cause eventually, a purpose for being... And, and I really don't blame them in a sense. I mean, you're, they're born into a family. They're not saying they're getting born into it. What do they know, eh? Then they can be used as well by other, other parties. I'll put sort of three different articles up on Prince Charles's big, big predictions, because he's, he's told to, he's supposed to. That's, that's what they always do, is use personalities and public figures to terrify the public, give them scary scenarios, as they said themselves, uh, from the different climate change groups that are awfully well-funded. Give them scary scenarios. So these are the guys who were telling you about global warming, global warming, global warming, and all my drought and everything, and, uh, oh, it'd be no, no North Pole eventually. And the, you wouldn't see any, any snow anymore. That's what Al Gore said a few years ago. He said, no, you'd never see snow again. And it would never be cold. And here we are up here in Ontario, and with a few nights here of minus 20, uh, minus 30, and minus 40. And it's not getting above, I'm talking about uh, Fahrenheit. Which is in it, but the 40 degrees is the same with centigrade, the scale matches out there. But also, it doesn't get above the zero Fahrenheit during the day. But we're not supposed to, I'm just imagining that, you see. I'm, again, I'm imagining because it's really warm, according to the big, the big masters of uh, how you're supposed to feel. Sharks freeze in Niagara Falls turns to ice in minus 37 centigrade temperatures, colder than Mars as America braces for the chilliest New Year's Eve in 50 years. Well, you're just deceiving yourselves if you believe it's cold, because it's going to be even the third warmest uh, year 
that the, the world's ever had. I, that's what they're announcing right now. Yep. The facts don't matter in such tyrannies. So there we have sharks freezing and all the rest of it. Now, just before I move on here, to add to, to Prince Charles, we have this one here. Prince Charles has said we must act to avoid potentially devastating consequences when it comes to climate change. Blah, blah, blah. And pushes his book again. And then you have this one, which is July 28th, 2015. This is warning there are only 35 years left. So he extended it to 35 years. Remember, it's only quite so many months. To save the planet from climate change, a disaster which represents a, a, a 33 year extension of his previous deadline, his dire warnings before, was all dead by then, you see. But he's actually extended it by 33 years now. He's awfully precise, you see. That's the greatest thing about these, this, this religion. These priests of religion can make anything up they want to, to do at all. And you better just believe them. That's it. But there, as I say, getting back to what St. Sharks are freezing, right? North America, weather. It says Canadian Zoo moves penguins indoors because of cold temperatures. That's because of global warming, you see. As an extreme cold warming was in effect for the country, temperatures ahead of frosty, minus 25 centigrade this week. It was much, much colder here. This was, it was actually done in Calgary Zoo. But on cold days like this, we have to make that choice for them because it's so cold. But on other days, we do give them the, the, the option of coming in and out as they please. So that's nice of them. So there you go. That's how it's done. That's how it's done. Another thing, too, with Prince Charles and all the rest, and the Nalgors, and all the rest of these characters, and all these big scientists, have got masses of money tied up with all the policies that all goes through. Even the ones to do with the geoengineering, and I've, I've given you those articles too over the years, and, and this last year, in fact, too, and, and given you some of the names of the top ones as they lobby, the scientists themselves lobby to get them all, all these laws passed, and they've got massive shares in the companies for geoengineering. But he's Prince Charles. He lobbied on climate policy after he got shares purchases uh, put through himself. He did documentaries on this at the time, I can remember it. And he campaigned to alter climate change agreements without disclosing his private estate had an offshore financial interest in what he was promoting. The BBC Panorama program has found. The Paradise Papers show the Duchy of Cornwall in 2007 secretly brought shares worth $113,500 in a Bermuda company that would benefit from a rule change. The prince was a friend of a director of Sustainable Forestry Management Limited. It's all big businesses. Sustainable Forestry Management Limited, eh? Uh, it, it goes on and on. Conflict of interest. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't stop them. We don't live in, in, in decency anymore, like, like a, a Disney-esque society. That was part of the con, too. It makes us all naive. We live in an incredible system of deception everywhere you look. And it's not just at the very top. Everywhere you look today, people are at it. They're conning us. Everywhere you look. I've had so much trouble this year with the car, and last year too, mind you. Because they make junk these days. And it's one thing after another. And I did have to get a, a garage to the last little part on all the different power steering uh, lines I was putting in. Just tighten up the one, one uh, the high pressure hose. And I'd used one of those stops, uh, leak stops, for it, which is meant for the power steering. If you, but it's not meant to be in it all the time for a long time. It's just a temporary thing for till you get to somebody fix it or whatever. And I'd used that. I got to the garage and they finished the job. But they were supposed to flush the darn stuff out and put the proper oil in, or it's a hydraulic type oil. And they didn't. 
And I'm now stuck here now because other day there, the power steering pump just blew. And it was all like gunk. I could smell it. It smells like chewing gum, that, that uh, stop leak stuff that they use for that. And uh, I got a sample to say, but that's there. You go. I paid for all that to get done. Didn't and there you go. So this 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 system we live in today is all down the hole. So people will tell you your face to do this and do that and all the rest of it. And these are adults. These aren't children. You, you, when you're a child, you always think it's only children are taught to lie like that. And we hate well, parents would hate their their children. Oh, you can't lie. You got to tell the truth. Meanwhile, the parents are all doing the same thing in this day and age. This is the system, get rich and by any means and, and rip off anybody by any means. Just make sure you better yourself financially. And that's something, eh? But anyway, there's Prince Charles. And I think there's also, in, when the documentaries he did, he had some, uh, one or two or maybe more, I don't know, I have no idea, but it was, it was some kind of fast food food burger time, a chain places or something. I can't remember exactly what it was at the time. But if you look up those different uh, documentaries on Prince Charles, you'll find them. And all these folks that are telling you how to live and give up your rights and freedoms and don't heat yourself and don't eat meat and all that are, are making fortunes off just like Al Gore, the climate exchange for all the taxes. And they're all child private bank in Switzerland where all the carbon credits have to go through. <laughs> Slavery is alive and well. Here's another one. 24 days to Al Gore's 10 years to save the planet and point of no return. So he was an in it too, naturally. And that's from 2016. They're all at it, all at it, but uh, they're good. there's good exposés. If you really want to understand what's happening, it's not hard to find it. But again, there's a lot of folk want to believe it. They really want. A lot of people want to be accepted by the authority. It's an interesting phenomena. It's authority. And since they know authority is all with the power behind it and law and all the rest of it, and, and they're pretty ruthless, people want to actually suck up to that. It's quite amazing. And nine years ago, Al Gore predicted the North Pole would be completely ice-free by today. Isn't that nice? And that the polar cap would have melted in five years. That's nine years ago. And it's one-third thicker, by the way, is the latest uh, statistics from, the, from, I think it's Noah. And uh, on and on they go. And, of course, he's got his own carbon exchange for your taxes to go through, blah, 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 blah. Isn't it wonderful, eh? And then Silicon Valley, Franken-meat to save the world from global warming. Eh? Everybody's in it to make money, but they want all the power just to have monopolies over what you're going to eat. Meatless meat and so on. And it's just a choice if you want to do it, but don't, don't forget the ones behind it aren't going to eat. The ones who own these companies, they're going to eat their own stuff. Don't forget the Monsanto workers don't eat the stuff that they make sure that you eat. And the articles came from the mainstream too where they, they admitted that in their own uh, uh, plants, where they, they test all the foods out for the GM food and pesticides and so on, the scientists and all the staff there only eat uh, imported stuff only. That's literally natural food. It's, it's not GM and it's not modified and it's not full of pesticides and herbicides. And all they will not, not even eat the stuff that they make sure that they're making, they're, they're making great money off of that you're eating. Now, here's the other part, too. You think about this whole carbon nonsense or two. Fuel poverty, Britain. 24,000 will die from cold this winter, and 6 million fear they cannot heat their homes. This is mainly elderly people who worked all their lives, and they can't afford the fuels now. It's all worked out that way. I'm going to put this one up, too. There's a few of them from previous years I'm putting up. And you'll see how they're trying to rationalize it here, too, right? 
Because, because you see, the elderly folk, again, if you're, once you're retired, like the United Nations says, a, a good global citizen is a, is a producer and a consumer. If you're retired, you're nothing but a consumer. You're a bad person. Your life worth is then uh, demoted quite a bit. And that, that's exactly what they're doing now. So excess winter deaths, another one too. Why this indicator was originally chosen uh, from the government and so on to tell you how they work it out. UK fuel poverty, they call it green energy policies, are partly to blame. A very good article. And it tells you that uh, they're taking away different forms of giving cheaper energy for heating but by taking them away from the people and giving you the high cost uh, uh, of the, the new so-called green energies, uh, which has been limited to, don't have enough of it, and, and make them awfully expensive and the folk are dying. This is all worked out in advance, folks. This is eugenics in action, for those who don't quite get it. Just to show you, too, that uh, the global warming nonsense is still nonsense. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Niagara Falls freezes as wind chill drops as low as minus 89 degrees. And 220 million uh, people prepare for a very chilly New Year's Eve. And you can see the pictures up, too, in the newspapers there. Put the links up for you to see. Ontario's carbon pricing future uncertain between cap and trade and carbon tax. So different ways of... uh, of screwing you for more taxes for just existing. Because that's what it is, folks. That's what it is for existing. Across the whole planet, this is to be, remember. This is, this is total control, big push for total world governance, as they call it. Because the ones who really run the planet are not elected. And you know that. And then the ones that you, you elect are, are certainly placed in place in front of you by the folk who do own the planet. So Ontario's carbon pricing future uncertain between cap and trade and carbon tax. Uh, quite interesting, really. But I want to go back for a second, just to this last one, on the on UK fuel poverty. It's not just in the UK now, by the way. Uh, I've got maps here from all different places of Europe and Scandinavia too. Green energy policies are partly to blame. What makes fuel poverty deadly? Poor heating and a lack of insulation are known to, to increase the likelihood of strokes in the elderly and to exacerbate asthma and dramatic disease in all age groups. All age groups, exclaims Climate Wire, a correspondent, and so on. And it gives you how the UK, for instance, defines fuel poverty. And the redefinition instantly reduced the official tally of fuel poor in the UK from 3.2 million to 2.4 million. In other words, they, they then redefined what it was to cut down the numbers, just not the facts of it, but the numbers that they're going to use is suffering from fuel poverty, from 3.2 million to 2.4 million, just by changing how they're working it out. So, yeah, this is a standard cons they're doing. It's the same when they tell you so many are unemployed or they're, or they've been employed this month. It's all junk nonsense. All governments do it. All parties do it. It says the issue is heating up partly because Britain is facing the worst winter in 60 years, but also because government policies mandate increasing reliance on renewable energy, which is, of course, much more expensive, right? Green energies and so on. Although commonly associated with the UK, Ireland, and uh, fuel poverty is more pervasive, and it gives you the map, very good maps, of percentage of European households that cannot afford to keep their homes adequately warm. This is eugenics and depopulation and action. With that comes disease too. With that will come poor health, which opens you open to infections and so on. And, and that's what people used to die of all the time in the, tw- in the 19th century and so on, into the 20th century, early 20th century. Uh, and better living conditions for the first time 
help to give you a bit longer lifespan, but now it's, it's, it's dropping again. And the official stats are out on, on that very fact that it's dropping again. It's all been done deliberately, and big organizations sit up there with all the big owners of the, the planet calmly discussing this stuff and how to even increase the death rate, by the way. And, say, back to Ontario's carbon taxes. And Ontario's first year of carbon pricing brought in nearly $2 billion, and you get nothing back for it. $2 billion, eh? Just for Ontario. But uncertainty looms over the program's future as the provinces faces an election in 2018 that could see its cap-and-trade systems replaced with a carbon tax across the board, basically. It's, it's such a, a racket, eh? It's such a racket. So the money will go to the big goers and all the rest of them, and all the rest of them, they'll uh, wreak uh, massive profits of just trading carbon t- credits and so on. All for your money. You get nothing back at all. You just get screwed again. That's what it's about. Number one, two, the world's most viewed site. Here's what's up with that. It says on global warming and climate change, and they also go into record-breaking uh, cold in the winter. Don't worry, the climate explainers have it covered. How the, no matter what happens, they say it's all your fault. There's too many folk, you're causing it all. That's always the purpose, you see. That is the purpose of all. And uh, don't forget, look at the old paintings, for instance, in the 1800s and 1700s, even earlier, and places like Holland and, different, and even, in, even in London, and folk would skate on the Thames at one point, and they'd be skating on, in Holland on the, the, the canals and all that kind of stuff. It goes up and down all the time. That's what happens. Evaluating the environment impacts of dietary recommendations. Awfully good article here, by the way. Institute of Environmental Sciences, eh? U.S. of uh, Einsteinweg, it says, in, uh, in the Netherlands. They're a big one for depopulation. And what it is, is if they start feeding the poor folk, right? If you start e- eating properly, it'll accelerate global warming. Eugenics, depopulation, ding, ding, ding. Is it coming through? Is it getting through there, folks? Is it? How it all works together? Because it is. It's a pyramid. And at the top, the pyramid that runs the, all these different sections of it, you see. I saw it published in the PNES, and I've got the one here, the one I've just touched on there. The one that's uh, evaluating the environmental impacts of dietary recommendations. But back to this one here, that explains it simpler for, for the time factor for, for what I do here. It says, uh, published by the PNAS, recommends climate be taken into consideration when drafting national recommended diet guidelines. It recommends that poor people should consume vegetable protein instead of meat protein in line with dietary recommendations for rich countries. Otherwise, you see, they'll get more CO2 and there'll be more methane from all the animals they're raising to eat and so on. So, so give poor folk poor diets, it's telling you here. Now, you can be a, a good ve- vegetarian if you really have access to all the stuff you really, really need. But most folk don't even know how you start it, and they're not going to get it from these cats. What it's getting here is this, this is how to bring down the health of the poor. And who do you want to eliminate first? The folk who you see as excess, like H.G. Wells said. Another one, too, record-breaking winter cold. Don't worry, the climate explainers have it covered, as I say. And just to finish off, an, I, I mentioned this years ago about all the Wi-Fi microwave uh, in the air and how, and they kept saying, oh, the passive chips, too. don't worry about them, passive chips, that, that everything you buy and all that. You need a, a something to, to pass on a little current at the checkout counter is to read them. Well, 
hey folks, you know, you always play the suckers because what they tell you at the time is obsolete. They're way ahead of you. And down the road, they'll bring through the real thing. So all the little things you have in your clothing and all the rest of it already, by the way, I've given out articles on that. You won't even see it. Some of it's even woven into your cloth. <laughs> the radical Wi-Fi power transmitter that can charge your electronics from 80 feet away. Well, believe you me, even that stuff is, is, is just minuscule to what the military can use and the big authorities can use. Hmm? And now you're going to have this stuff now sending even stronger um, microwave through the air, wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, set to, to demonstrate the Consumer Electric Show at Las Vegas next month, creates a coverage area similar to Wi-Fi to automatically charge devices over the air. You don't need wires and so on. Everything's going to plan, isn't it? Because it always does. Nothing happens by accident. I've always been fascinated by that. How they, how they work things out and, uh, long before, you, you know, you, you hear the first device or the first gadget or whatever. They've already worked out step by step how they'll introduce different things and how it'll all mesh t- t- together down the road at the right time. Everything, everything in the world is about control. Everything is control. From mind control, thought control, uh, speech control, all that stuff. But what you can't have is self-control in charge of your own mind. Hmm. Well, anyway, I hope you are keeping warm out there. I hope you did get through Christmas and didn't fall out with too many people. And that uh, you are keeping sane. Because sanity, without sanity, what do you have? Hmm. Without a mind of your own, what do you have? Some of them said a long time ago at the control box, you might say, they, uh, talking down to the people, said a lot of people would be happy to give up their own minds. That's too much of a burden, making decisions. And for some people that will be true. But we're not all lumped in amongst that little group. So hang on to your mind, hang on to your sensibilities. Uh, don't be bullied into seeing how many fingers you're, you're told to see uh, that O'Brien is holding up. Or if O'Brien says he can fly, then you better say he can fly and you better believe it. No, you say what you say. Because when you stop doing that, it's finished. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Let's hope it is kind of fairly happy. All the stuff they're bringing in, of course, is an awful agenda. And it's been that every year, step by step, the same agenda. But at least at the moment, there are some of us who still have the ability to laugh at it and uh, have some humor and and uh, ridicule it too and not be fooled by different groups and parties and all the rest of it. The world is pretty nasty. The people in it are nasty, the ones who rule the psychopathic class. And they've been here from probably the beginning. And that's just the way it is. But when an atheistic society, as Peter Hitchens said, it's an awful lot worse. All morals are, the old morals that kept things in check are tossed by the wayside. That's what you saw in the ex-Soviet system, his downfall. Because he was there when it happened in Russia. From myself, Alan Watt, from Ontario, Canada, keep well and it's good night. May your God or your gods go with you.